Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash on Live 95. You will uh, remember that we had the former Chief Medical Officer, Tony Holohan, with us recently talking about his book and he became a very recognisable face and voice during uh, the pandemic, uh, as did my next guest, who has his very different style of uh, book uh, out now. His book is To Boldly Go, Where No Book Has Gone Before. As a Star Trek fan, I definitely like that. A joyous journey through all of science by Professor Luke O'Neill. Good morning to you, Luke. How are you? Good morning, Joe. How's it going? Thanks for having me on. You're very welcome. And one of the things I really love about the book is the cover because it just jumps out. It's basically a lot of fun. And there is quite a bit of fun in the way you tell the story of science, isn't there? Yeah, ho- hopefully, yeah. I mean, it's a funny one because I was asked by Penguin, the big publisher in the UK about two years ago to do a new history of science. And I went, that's a tall order. How am I going to write a whole history of science? You know, and I began writing it and I realized, let's get a bit of fun into it, you know. And uh, it became a series of little mini biographies of all the scientists who, let's face it, have very wacky lives, some of them, you know, and their eccentricities and all that kind of thing. So so hopefully that people will be informed in the book, but they also might have a few laughs, is my, is my ambition, really. Yeah, and Luca, our producer was saying to me this morning, she was put off science from the very first day because, unfortunately, of the teacher she had. Did she miss out on a lot as a result? That's a shame, isn't it? I was lucky, John, myself. I had fantastic. I'm from Bray, County Wicklow, and um, I had two great science teachers. You know, I talk about that in the book. Uh, my first chemistry teacher, we called him Gutty. He loved gutting fish and animals, you see, to illustrate biology. His nickname was Gutty, you know, but he was an inspirational teacher. Now, sadly, of course, I guess some didn't have that experience and that puts people off. And that's the message of the book. Don't try not to be put off of your past, you know, because science is a marvelous thing. I mean, every child will tell you they're, they're the wonderment about dinosaurs or the stars or whatever it is. And I'm, t- I'm trying to allow adults now to recapture that joy that they might have had once upon a time. You know? Yeah. I mean, for example, the Nobel Prize for Science was handed out wasn't it in the last week and one of the people who won that had a remarkable story and was pilloried for mRNA isn't that right which was a key component in the COVID vaccines yeah, and no, that's a great one because she, this woman, Kathleen Karako was her name, Hungarian scientist. She typifies what my book is trying to tell, I suppose, in that scientists often can't get their work funded. They're kicking against the orthodoxy. They've new ideas that seem very radical and the old diehards won't go along with them, you know. And her in particular, uh, she decides RNA is a very important thing. She says RNA could make a new medicine and in particular new vaccines and nobody believed her, you know. And she left Hungary where there was no real funding for science, went to America, couldn't get a job, kept getting fired because her ideas were seen as too wild, you know, couldn't get grant money, but she persevered and kept going. And then finally, in fact, her big discovery, Joe, was 2005. See, people say these vaccines were made overnight you know they go back to 2005 and i remember her paper at that time i met her actually three months ago a fantastic woman altogether and then she invented the technology that goes into those vaccines and saves millions of lives you know so a very worthy nobel prize because she was again kicking it kicking against the machine you might say and just persevered and and look what happened i love the part of her story joe 
when she got her own, she got the Pfizer vaccine, as, as, as many of us did. She burst into tears. She said, I couldn't believe, ah, here it is at last, kind of thing. All yeah. those years of struggle yeah. culminates in this fantastic addition to human human health, really, in medicine. Yeah. Uh, we're chatting to Professor Luke O'Neill, his new book, To Boldly Go Where No Book Has Gone Before, A Joyous Journey Through All of Science. And the history of science and scientists being rejected, you know, is long, isn't it? All the way back to the earth not being flat. Yeah, well, yeah, well, this is what you get. It's typical of humans. You know, if, someone new, if some new upstart arrives with a new idea, the old guard don't like it. And very often a new idea contradicts the previous idea because science can be like that. Science is always progressing, remember, and we're learning new things. And the new things we learn might disagree with the old things. The great example of that, you know, is Galileo, remember the Italian astronomer. You know, he works with telescopes. He gets evidence of the Earth going around the sun. And he was locked up for couple of decades by the Catholic Church because he went against the dogma, you know, and, and that would be typical of science. It, it, it makes progress but it takes bravery and courage to, to, to nail your cutters to the mast, basically. Yeah. The other woman I talk about is Marie Curie, you may have heard of her. Yes. She was extremely important in science. She discovered radioactivity first person that she named it actually radioactive and she finds radium is great for tumours and cancer and again she was Kind of vilified. Oh, that's going to kill people. You know, you can't be putting radioactivity into people, you know. And she persevered as well. So you're right. Most scientists have to struggle, I guess is what you'd call it. Yeah, no, no question about that. Um, and you tell the stories of the individuals, the amazing people, as you say, I think you use the word in some cases, the, the wacky personalities. Yep. I, I mean, for example, the Wright brothers and, and relating yeah. to one of them getting hit with a hockey stick as a kid. That's right. They're, they're great because they, they invent the aeroplane, as you know. And again, they couldn't get funding for their stuff and nobody believed them, you know. And yeah, when one of them, when he was a kid, was, his teeth were knocked out with a hockey stick and he wouldn't go out to play because he didn't look good. And he, he read lots of science stuff and that inspired him. So strangely, you know, and very often science is serendipitous. You know, random things happen, you know, and then and that leads you in a certain road. And when, when they, when reports of their work reached France, the French called them bluffers. They said, you guys are making this up. You can't possibly make a machine fly. And of course, the French were in, in competition with them, you know. But again, they persevered and, and their first attempts failed. And in fact, at one point they gave up and couldn't do it, you know, but they went back again. Every summer they, they, they went back and tried again, you know, and, and eventually they got somewhere. And look what happened next, you know, the invention of the aeroplane that's in their work. So again, again, an example of, uh, of of struggle and then success at the end of it. Yeah. In Irish terms, then, um, we probably think our, of ourselves a lot as famous internationally for our sports people, our artists, our film stars, our poets, our singers, and we'll come to Bono in a second. What about our scientists? Well, many unsung heroes, Joe, you see, because it's all about who writes the history, isn't it, in a way? You know, so some of those Irish scientists got written out of the history, basically, and my book is partly trying to correct that. I mean, it's a very objective account of science, and I'm not especially going after Irish ones. There's Robert Boyle, the famous Boyle, you know. He is the father of all chemistry. You know, he's the one who starts chemistry on its track. And he's very famous. You may have heard of Boyle's Law, for instance. And he was Irish. Lismore, great, great, good from Lismore, for example. You know, one I love as well is George Boole, who you may have heard of. Boole was the first professor of mathematics in UCC. 
In those days, it was called Queen's University. And he is the father of computers because his mathematics gave rise to information theory. You know, the binary code was all based on Boole's mathematics. And again, very few people have heard that, that it was a, he was English, but he was, he was in Ireland for all his work. You know, his, his work was so important for the development of computers. If he hadn't done his work in Cork, we wouldn't have computers as they are today. Or it would have taken a lot longer, you know. So there's loads of examples. You have Irish, Irish or people based in Ireland or Irish scientists making a contribution. Yeah, and as somebody who obviously is hugely into research and education, are we getting that right? I mean, do we have young scientists coming through? We have. I mean, it's, it, that's a really important point, Joe, as well. But it's all about education, really, you know. And the women who, who made differences in the 19th century, there were very few and far between, simply because the women weren't being taught science in school. They were being taught embroidery or whatever, you know, and the ones who actually did make a difference had had the education and we know education is critical, don't we, for many things. In Ireland, we've got, a, we're lucky Joe, we've got a very good cohort of science teachers, I must say, and I happen to be the president of the Irish Science Teachers Association. They even gave me a chain around my neck and everything, you know, um, but they're great people and they're very dedicated, very committed people, so we're lucky to have many science teachers that are superb here, you know, and again, the message is for people, anybody with kids who are interested, just encourage them. Not everybody wants to be a scientist, that's fine, you know, but remember, it's all about getting people into this subject as much as possible, and then they can make a discovery. And there's so many things yet to be discovered. Can you imagine if we found a cure for Parkinson's, for instance? You know, wouldn't that be magnificent? So again, we need we need young people to come into science to help us on this mission, and education is a key part of it. Yeah, and, and then I think of people like Darrow Brian, for example. You know, who is a huge passion for science and uses his comedy to probably reach people who don't have any interest. That's part of it too. I know, Luke, you have a great interest in music yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Darrow's great. I mean, he, he did physics in UCD, you see. That, that was his subject. And then he, then he got into comedy after that. But he kept in touch with his physics, basically. And then he brought it into his, his comedy act, which is a great thing. I mean, the trick is you know, to make it interesting and make it somewhat enjoyable. And I guess, as, as we heard earlier from your, you know, as you were saying, you know, people often don't have fun with it. You know, the more fun you can make it, the better. And, and I can't see it, anything being more fun than understanding the immune system, for example, is what I work on, you know. And then music, yeah, absolutely. I mean, music for me is my big, uh, my big hobby. You know, you can't be cranking out a few, uh, heavy metal tunes on the guitar occasionally. That, that keep, that, that's, that's my downtime, you know, and I play a bit of music. Yeah. Come here. What's the story with, uh, Bono and, uh, you two in this? <laughs> Ah, yes. I'm glad you've asked me that. Just like a name drop mercilessly. <laughs> oh, well, Bono, uh, my my younger son is big mates with Bono's son, basically. They went to school together, you know, in Booterstown. And they, from, and they were like 10, 11 years of age. So I met him as two dads, you know, and I got chatting to him occasionally. And he's big into science, it turns out. But Bono really th- believes that science can help humanity hugely. He's a big fan of vaccines, for instance, in Africa, because vaccines decrease the death rate massively, you know. So I got to know him a bit. And then I had the temerity Joe asking for a quote for the back of the book and he very gladly <laughs> gave it to me so uh, I was delighted to put, it, put his quote on the back of the book which might, might help at sales it may, it may, I hope it will anyway yeah. Absolutely, it was certainly a talking point and before I let you go what's the next big thing? What's coming on yes, the horizon? The big well, again, the book the book spans all of science. It begins with astronomy, by the way, and I talk about Newgrange. As we all know, Newgrange was made before the pyramids and before Stonehenge, by the way. You know, so, and then it ends up with the mind. So, so the second last chapter is all about the mind. 
that's the biggest mystery at the moment, Joe. What is the mind? What's consciousness? How does the mind work? We, we're clueless about that question, you see. And there's loads of science going on around. And again, any, any young people listening in do neuroscience. That's where the frontier is. And it's so important. It's important for us to wonder about these things. But there's so many diseases of the mind, like depression, schizophrenia, you know, Parkinson's. We need to understand all the moving parts if we're going to fix the machine, don't we? You know. So I, I, we're all predicting, not just me, that uh, we'll see big advances in understanding the mind. And then as a result, get better treatments for these very debilitating diseases. So that's a big area to watch in the future. Does AI worry you or inspire you? inspires me completely and every so often scientists invent some new thing it might be a telescope that allows us to see further obviously you know um, and, and AI is a great tool it's superb and in fact we use it now in our teaching the big worry is students will use it to write essays you know I get them to use AI and then I get them to critique the essay you know because often there's mistakes or different things are emphasized so, so I see AI as a, as a fantastic thing and remember for drug discovery Joe it's superb I'll give you one example so I saw a Recently, an AI machine could read 10,000 books within five minutes kind of thing, you know. Those humans take a lot longer. And you can ask the machine then a question, having read all that science, and then hopefully get an answer out of it, you know. So we say AI is speeding up the whole discovery process. So it's a great, it's a great uh, new, new technology that we should deploy, you know. Right, great. Well, listen, the last time you were on, we were chatting about your Limerick connections. But you strike me as a fellow who'll have to be pulled out of the lab, you know. You're, you don't seem like the retiring type, Luke. No, that's right. Exactly. I, I said when I'm in a pub playing the guitar, Joe, occasionally. You yeah, know, so, yeah. Although I mainly play Rocket Man by Elton John, it must be said. Um, but no, no, I, I, obviously I'm a scientist. Uh, as I speak to you now, there's 15 people in my lab uh, just outside my office here doing, doing science, you know, doing research, and I talk to them. And our students, I've just given a lecture, Joe, to our first years on biology. That's a real thrill, you know. So I very much, uh, you know, I, I, you, can't, you can't keep me back when it comes to science, basically. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, listen, more power to you, Al, but long may you continue to boldly go where no book has gone before a joyous journey through all of science by Professor Luke O'Neill and and look actually I should just just ask you I mean reading through it look it's a book aimed at adults but I presume teenagers would have teens yeah yeah Oh, I'd say anybody over 15, it gets a bit technical here and there. Yeah, but yeah. Any, any teen who's interested in science, sure. absolutely perfect for them as well. You know, so the, 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 uh, the primary school, it might be too advanced for them. So sure. that's for that way. You know? But anybody above that, they, they could easily get something out of it. Brilliant, Luke. Thanks so much for your time this morning. Really appreciate it. Lovely. Thanks so much, Joe. All the very best. Take care. That's Professor Luke O'Neill there and his book available, as they say, in all good bookstores. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Nash.